Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power Podcast, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is so great to have your company for episode 344. This week on the show, we're going to hit up all the latest news and a little bit of something else, if required. Uh, that is literally what it says on the thing, not to, not to give away too much, no. but sure, let's do that. All right. Who have we got in the Toy Power studio? We've got Ben. G'day, g'day. We've got Frank. Hello, hello. And we've got Scotty. Hello there. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hello couldn't, there. It's Couldn't back. do the g'day, g'day? No. I, I, I went different order this time. <laughs> Just yeah, to mix it up. I've got to leave Ben alone. He was. You know, he messaged me during the week and said, brother, you got to knock it off. Stop stealing my shit. <laughs> Stop stealing my intro, man. Yeah. So how we been? There's been uh, some pretty big toy deliveries on everyone's doorstep. If you uh, uh probably the biggest, the biggest, mm. the biggest place since 1980. If anyone in Australia has anyone seen them? I've noticed a lot of the US people. We're talking about Eternia Playset PS. Um, the image that was doing the rounds was to- uh, Toy Bro, the YouTuber who's sitting on a chair and has these two boxes that are, you know, probably about his height if he was standing up and, and his caption was, you ever ordered something and God, God damn, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if any Australians have gotten attorney yet. If we've seen any, it's probably still. I haven't seen, I've seen reposts from US yeah. guys who have them, but no one has said in Australia, oh my God, what have I got? This yeah. is too yeah. big. Yeah. 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 What's the height of the box? Do we know, Trent? Sixty-two oh, yeah. centimeters. I heard. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty big box. It's not. It's not going on the top shelf. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm just making that up. I don't know, but yeah, it looks too I, big for the top shelf. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. unless it's laid down. So because well, there were some measurements going around of, of people who had opened it yeah. and had it next to the original one, and yeah, it is a, like an inch. It's or an so. inch. Yeah. All the towers taller? are about an inch taller, and they were able to compare the details and things. So the central tower, the top of the tower, is not as detailed as the original, mm. but everything else people are praising and things yep. saying this is just so good. Almost, you can almost, if you've got the original, you can almost pack that away, mm. uh, keep that uh, in pristine condition and have your Origins one on display because it ticks all the boxes. Working monorail? You're working yes. monorail. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And a sturdier monorail construction <laughs> this time. That I, I have had my monorail just sitting there and it just breaks. Yeah. It literally breaks from just sitting there. It's mm. that fragile. Yep. So it'll be lovely to have a durable mm. working monorail for the first yeah. time for One me. You can do, yeah, yeah. A couple uh, of things. Uh, people are getting annoyed because the box is so big, it's not being handled very well. And uh, boxes are being damaged in the um, process of postage and stuff. So there's been a few angry people, whether, you know, those posts get highlighted the most because they're making the most noise. noise, Yeah, Mm. but there's a few people that have been reaching out to Mattel saying, hey, I want a replacement box because, you know, envisions that they're going to keep it boxed and things. Uh, I know our mate Glenn Puck's looking into potentially a, um, a case, a case yeah, for think, that. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So look out for huge. that. Yeah. Interesting to know where the line is on that. I mean, you know, you know this thing's going to be shipped, right? Mm. So how much damage is just, mm. that's just unfortunate. I mean, what, what are Mattel going to do if there's like exactly. a, a slight crease? I, and I get, I certainly don't want mine to be 
damaged mm. with, you know, massive dents and massive, you know, creases, creases and that. Mm. But I personally just expect, and it's coming a long way, it's going to be bumped around a bit. Uh, I expect something yeah. to go wrong. If it's one of like the corners that you can sort of hide, depending yeah. on where your setup is, if it's like a, a rear corner, you can sort of live with that, but you don't want a, no. you know, a gaping dent in, right, oh, in the front not. of the artwork sort of thing. And, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see uh, compare it to Super Seven's packaging. Yeah, that's for State Snake of the Mountain. Art. Yeah, versus how Mattel have done it. Whether it's just the box and that's I'm it. I'm pretty sure it's a box. I, I mean, yeah. I got the Thunder Tank. So this is my experience opening a Super Seven Thunder Tank. You get a box, brown box, and I believe from memory there are um, quite solid plastic corner, corner. protectors. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. You, cool. You, Take them off, you open up the box, you pull it out, there's some foam inserts and there's another cardboard box. Yep. You open that one up yeah, and then inside that is your boxed item. That was pristine. There was, mm. you know, I mean, you could have probably rolled that down the street and it would have taken a beating, right? Mm. And still come out nicely. Now, mm. I don't think Mattel has gone to that level. That adds a layer of cost, not of only course. in packaging it yes. up, but the then size. it adds to the size of the yep. shipping. For, I mean, Super 7 is a premium product. This was expensive, but I think Mattel are trying to do it as cost-effectively as they can. Sure. Mm. So I think what we're seeing is a result of, you know, a cheaper style of packaging. Yeah. And and certainly if there is, da- you know, significant damage, you want, yeah, you paid for an exclusive item. It's rare. You want to display it nicely. That is part of what you're paying for. Even if you take it out of the box, you still want that box potentially mm. on display behind it. Yep. You want that in good shape. But it does come with a poster of the box art. So oh, all okay. is not lost. If yeah, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, of note as well is King Grayscale shipping separately. So people are getting their King Grayscale's prior to their delivery of uh, Caternia. So that's pretty cool. Because that was one of the backing tiers, wasn't it? Correct. Yep. If, yes. you, if you were an early backer and jumped oh, in the in bird. the first seven days, uh, you got King Grayskull as your thank you very much. And across the whole exercise, that if we got past 10,000 backers, King Grayskull would have been available to everybody yes. who backed it. Mm. But ultimately we fail, I think, Three, four hundred back. It wasn't a lot, yeah. And we would have got Keklar as well. That's right. So So that makes that King Grayskull figure for all those guys who jumped in right in that that, that opening salvo, super collectible, a really Mm. super rare figure now. Mm. He's probably one of the rarest items in Origins now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe that um, what was it? Five that, pack. That yeah, that five pack was pretty exclusive. The Lords, the Lords Horde, of Power. Lords yep. of Power one, the yep. Horde yep. pack as well, and yep. that um, Grayscale one with the uh, I missed out on that with the Spirit of Grayscale that you could put. I think it came with the spacesuit. Oh from yes, Grayscale, yes, yes, yes. The, yep. Maybe that the, was, was that a con exclusive? That was. It might have been yeah, some yeah, sort of con yeah. or creations exclusive. But I reckon. Mm-hmm. King Grayskull is going to be up there. And he looks mm-hmm. great. Like, he's based on the new Kevin Smith show, mm. that version of King Grayskull. Mm. But he looks fantastic. So, And uh, Modi comes in his own box yeah. and oh, got his he? own box art. And oh, everything. really? Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's pretty trippy. Uh, yeah, looking pretty cool. And, and you're just on that. The the box art is very much that, you know, what the, what, what the line was going to be in terms of the powers of Grayskull. Mm. So we obviously got the dinosaurs. They had their own packaging. We got the giants. But King Grayscale comes in that what was going to be the box art for the Powers of Grayscale line because they were going to refresh mm. the 
rock burst. They were going to take that out and basically replace it with the powers of Grayscale. Mm. We know Super 7, when they released their hero and Eldor figures, used that box design. So yep. this is now Mattel officially finally giving us what was proposed back in the day. So that's nice. a really cool nod. Cool. And he comes in that kind of, you can remove, like some of the creations exclusives, it's all plastic and you can slide out the cardboard, a bit like Bangor Beautiful. and, mm. and uh, Cobra, Cobra Khan. Cobra, Cobra, yeah. um, Camo Khan. Camo Khan, sorry, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. All right, very, very good. good. Let's get into a bit of this. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? There are milestones that make you feel old. You know, when movies, you know, this, was, this film is celebrating its 40th year well, anniversary. Yep. Transformers is now 40 years old. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Mm. Aren't we all? Mm. <laughs> Here mm. is uh, 30 years for the Todd. Has been making toys for 30 years. That surprised I was, me. I thought this was the 30th th- year of Spawn. Did I misread that? I reckon it's 30 years of McFarlane toys. Todd toys. Oh, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some some wonderful images up on the screen here, including the very early uh, um, Spawn figures, uh, complete with one of the new figures. And then just, I don't know, a shot that could best be described as a black and white wedding photo of of a couple having (laughs) sharing their first kiss. But it's uh, it's Todd with his... uh, is big sunnies on and uh, just going mouth to mouth with Spawn there. That's um, is that Spawn from the movie? It yeah. does look yeah. like Spawn from the movie, doesn't it? Yeah, it could be a bust, but it could be also the uh, mask from the movie uh, on set. <laughs> Who knows? Fans can uh, anticipate an array of exciting releases, social media contests, and announcement throughout the anniversary year. And if Todd's form is anything to go by, there'll probably be some very special 30th anniversary Batman figures to come. <laughs> Well, <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, read on. It also says that uh, the he's going to come with a two-pack. So Spawn figure is going to be based on Todd's concept design as he drew as a teenager. Yeah. So we're getting a new Spawn figure, but he's got to put a bit of sex appeal in there. He's got to yep. put a bit, put a, a bit of himself in there. It's a two-pack. You will get <laughs> paired with a figure of Todd himself. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Well, well, you can recreate this kissing scene here. Yeah, oh, man. So (laughs) you can't get much more Todd than that, I don't think. But let's, I mean, (laughs) this is one thing for you as the company to put it out. But companies have done tribute figures to, Mm. you know, George Lucas and James Cameron and all these sort of director figures. But did George make a George figure? No, no, that's that's the Todd part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, I mean, you're right. I was thinking of those um, George Lucas figures and there's a couple of other examples of famous directors mostly. Yeah, yeah. This has got to be the first... Peter Jackson. He's got one. Yeah, this has got to be the first toy guy. Short of like people's own custom figures, and I guess if Mythic Legions, perhaps you could argue, yeah, might have maybe, done something like maybe that. Maybe classics but... with Scott Knightlick. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 that's another but one. But it is, yeah, it's pretty, it's an honor. My question with the Todd figure is how many spikes is he going to have on oh, his shoulders? Yeah. And what, what's, if Todd had to make his own figure, how extreme is he going to make it? You, you won't be able to decipher which one's Spawn <laughs> and which one's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very cool. Yeah. Good on him. It's great. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, Todd, DC Multiverse is putting out an extremely cool two-pack. It's going to be an Amazon exclusive uh, of Kilowog and Green Lantern Kyle Rayner. So Kilowog is an oversized figure, comes with constructs and batteries. 
6999 USD. Very, very cool looking set. I, I'm a big fan of Kilowog. I think he's a great yep. character. And they have nailed that menacing look. I mean, he could get a starring role in uh, Winnie the Pooh 2 Blood and Honey um, <laughs> as some sort of, uh, you know, piglet variant. But Bizarro um, yeah. Pooh or something. <laughs> That's right. Um, but gee, he's, he's he got butterfly shoulders. Um, big boy. Big, chunky. And like a very kind of textured suit mm. as well, which is... Um, it looks very movie-esque in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. yeah, like he could come off the screen. Movie? What movie was he? Well, they, they haven't released <laughs> a, Green a Green Lantern, Lantern movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> <but> what? <laughs> I think there was one, but Ryan Reynolds went back in That's time it. and solved that little yeah. problem, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> I think Kyle Rayner is actually shout out to Chris Wisdom. I'm pretty sure that's that's his Green and, Lantern and um, Sean Fuster. Oh yeah, yes, yep. There you go. All right, moving on to the Marvel Legends side of things, they have not stopped. This is more of their uh, cartoon line, or um, I was going to say Spider Man cartoon, but I guess it is, isn't it? Because um, this has got the the heavy cell shading. So this is a two pack featuring Daredevil and Hydro Man. Um, Daredevil is one of these figures that's been is almost like Iron Man. He's been done a hundred different times, a hundred different ways. But this one features a really heavy mm. sort of black cell shading type thing. Mm. Um, I like it. Yeah. I really, really like it. Yeah. I'd throw that uh, Hydro Man in the bin. <laughs> and uh, that Daredevil <laughs> looks so good. It's only like the second ever Hydro Man figure they've ever done, to my knowledge. Well, the first um, one showed up at uh, the marathon pit stop and he's just gone. Got drunk. By people as they were running past that were thirsty. Boo this man. Took me far too long to get that. That is the blank is... looks on our faces. <laughs> Hydration man. Hydration. <laughs> Doesn't he look I mean, he just looks like you could insert your cup into his chest and get an ice cold. It's a beverage. Weird, weird action feature, man. Isn't it? Yeah. Don't don't go too low but, in the torso. Yeah, I mean this is based on the as they would appear in the Spider Man cartoon. So it's very nineties. It's essentially just a dude in blue, um, with some really insane eyebrows looking at that. Yeah, picture. the face mm, is the odd, face. isn't it? The expression. The translucent plastic uh, on a whole figure rarely comes off in my opinion like you have these you know your johnny storms and these sorts of ones it just needs a bit of a bit of texture a bit of something to yeah, it yeah. like agreed yeah um this is a some sort of pulse exclusive i believe so that's going to be fun to get your hands on but if you love your daredevil um as ben said it's one of the better looking daredevil figures out there um go good luck trying to find him hmm um, Super 7, this is really, really interesting. So we know Super 7 has yeah. the license to do Dungeons and & Dragons, and they started off in the reaction mm-hmm. style of figure, doing figures inspired by the artwork. So I, I remember growing up, my brother had uh, the, the sort of the starter kit for Dungeons & Dragons, and it came in this beautiful, I think it's quite collectible now, but it came in this beautiful red box, and on it is this red dragon guarding all his gold and valuables. And there's a warrior that you sort of see from behind sort of taking him on. And um, that got made into a figure. And so they went through all the artwork and um, turned it into these beautiful figures. But what I wasn't expecting them to go into the path was to to the animated show mm. of Dungeons & Dragons, which had really been done by Hasbro. That's right. This has come very, very soon after. And... I think, to be honest, 
looking at them, they are an improvement mm. over the Hasbro. But it's that. not a yeah, and that probably isn't wasn't super hard. Yeah, but it just feels like very odd timing. And and look, I know these things take a while to develop, and maybe they were developing this before they knew what Hasbro were doing. But I feel like these have just been kind of peg warmers for Hasbro, yeah. and they've just been <clears throat> clearance now. Yeah, this is not a good time to release. And it's a similar allotment, like similar, like the the um the Ranger figure I know was definitely done by Hasbro. Like yes. yep. given given the huge cast in Dungeons and Dragons, I feel like there's crossover just in the character selection as well. Um, well, th- this is the cartoon, so there's not a huge, you know. Yeah, but there's like there's like five in the main party, right? True, true. So and yep. and it's, it's, yeah. I don't know, but you're right. Like, even if you're just glancing through the artwork of the Hasbro stuff and then this stuff, if you're not really paying attention, you just go, "Oh, it's the same figure twice." Yeah, yes. really. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't the um the what's the skeleton looking guy? What's his name? De- De- Decion. Decion. He looks cool. Um, I believe he's probably one of those slightly oversized figures. And then the two um shadow demons i think they are they come in a two pack i would like one you know two two to the box yeah mm-hmm. um that that's something a little bit interesting a little bit different compared to the stuff that hasbro have done yeah um yeah but you're right the timing is, is is a little strange it's it's one of those were they in contact with hasbro about this or did hasbro beat them to the punch and and brian and co just going oh well it's too late now like we've got a got to forge your head and and see how this goes i think the other thing that we found with the hasbro ones was they had a lot of qc issues yeah reports of broken limbs out of the box and all this sorts of stuff so hopefully these are sturdier and better than that yeah so just to round that out it's hank the ranger sheila the thief that we're getting out of the main cast um i think then we've got you know the there's the the knight the barbarian the wizard and the little um kind of Little kid guy who's got the Viking helmets. Yeah. Um, their, their version so of Orko. Make, yeah. yeah. And then he comes <laughs> with that little uni unicorn. So I think there's six in total. Mm. Um, yeah. This is very interesting. While we're on, actually, while we're on Super 7, I don't know if we've talked about this as a group. But Super 7 recently lost the Disney license. Mm. So that, that, yes, that's yes. gone. So Disney didn't renew. Now, I'm not across the inner workings or the reasons. I know. Brian did do an interview and I don't, I think he was pretty blunt or pretty open about it. Mm. And, and I think it was on Disney's part that they didn't want to renew. And some of the speculation may have been, you know, Disney is all about kind of volume, right? Yep. They want the big, you know, yeah, they want yeah. they want these companies to go out there and put like, like mass, you know, mass yep. products. And Super 7, their numbers are very small. They're doing very niche things if you look at some of the properties but what that meant, I mean, I was looking at my Roger Rabbit collection of reactions. I'm a big Roger Rabbit fan, so they put out two waves of that. And and that's that's owned by Disney. That's dead oh, in the water. That's There's well. you know the Simpsons, yes. they're owned by Disney. Yep. You know, that was again, probably the gone. biggest one that yeah. the fans felt. And then they're like, actually, I, I haven't collected you know, like the the fans are like, Well, I stopped collecting after wave two when they weren't gonna do the full family type mm. thing yep. uh, and the whole Mo debacle and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Uh, so their character selection for the Simpsons was a bit, that probably hurt them a bit, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was a, it was a, I mean, we, we thought it was very odd and now in this environment, it, it with it being canceled and you're not even close to a, a regular looking family, it seemed mm. like a very odd choice in, in retrospect, but it is a bit of a shame that they have lost that Disney license because there were some, 
some very cool lines that mm. Disney does own that they're going to lose access to. So maybe now they're forging ahead on sort of other things. Yep. And and this might explain why. So it'll be really interesting to see how this does. Um, couple of alternate heads there on each figure. So that is something you didn't get with the Hasbro mm. line and obviously all the alternate hands as well. Um, Do you think you're getting value for money in those shadow characters from Dungeons Depends Dragons? how much. I mean, they don't have any articulation sort of below the, the waist because mm. they're just a sort of a spectral ghost. They remind me a bit of like the Mouser ones that Super 7 have done, that they're designed to be an army builder. If you want an army of them, you, you, you know, two to a box is not a not a bad deal for, for the price of, of one standard figure. Um, yeah, not being super familiar with the cartoon, I don't know how many... Of those show up, but I would assume that you know they are the the army builder. That's I can't get the skeleton guy is cool. He is, yeah, yeah you no, know, he's very good. And that look, he'll probably sell quite well mm. because you can supplement your Hasbro line with him if you want, and yep. with the the sort of demon things as well. Um, but you know, your question of value for money. I mean, ultimates are probably not brilliant value. I mean, I I, I wouldn't say that at a hundred dollars a pop. Uh, they're sort of a value for best. money figure. You get a lot of stuff, you get a lot of plastic, and and for the most part, they're done really nicely. Mm, yep. I think they struggle. Personally, I think they struggle a little bit with kind of human likenesses. Mm-hmm. So with the unmasked Power Rangers heads where they're yeah. trying to mimic uh, an actual human, they struggle. With these figures where they're looking at a human that is in cartoon format, they look beautiful. Mm. I mean, at least the renders look beautiful. Yep. Um, And I think... Whilst they may not quite turn out like this, mm. you know, because, you know, painting a, a, a face and getting the eyes right is a, a very hard game. I've always been very happy with, you know, their kind of creatures yep. and their non, characters. Non, non-standard non, human faces. Non-sort of face print tech type yes. stuff. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, Ben, here you've yeah. got some Ooh, uh, some action. Is. So DC Superpowers is charging on from the Todd Father, and uh, what a roster we have. So we have Sinestro from the Corpse War, you know, de- debuting his yellow and black uniform. Nice. And in the previous wave, he was uh, wearing the green outfit, mm. so that's uh, really cool. Uh, your mate Kilowog is in there, and he's oversized as well in a Superpowers way, so he's very chunky and beefy and uh, stands a lot taller than the others. Uh, Blue Beetle in celebration to the movie no one saw. Uh, so <laughs> it's, the, it's the lowest grossing uh, modern DC film. Yeah, I, still don't think, I still don't think I've seen it. No, nah, neither have I. And it's a very original looking Blue Beetle. Yep, a very yep. classic looking Ted comic. Cord, Ted Cord, yeah. yeah. Uh, really cool. Brainiac. And Brainiac's sort of a modern... Oh, no, I'd say... I'm not... I'm, Tough with this era because we've had that's golden age Brainiac. Yeah, isn't it? okay, golden age Brainiac wearing a you know fluorescent yeah, pink outfit with the collar top. Yeah. yeah, you know white <laughs> uh, belt pants. and um, boots and things. Where you know highlighting his green alien body and things underneath legs and stuff. So he he's looking really cool. Uh, gold Superman. So he was part of the wave that never came yep. to um, fruition, and this sort of carries on from the previous wave of. Uh, Batman in gold and Flash in gold. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if the rest of the uh, Justice League gets the gold treatment. Well, that one makes... That's the one I want in gold. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't mind the Batman because mm. it harkened back to the Canaline, but that is... If you're going to do one figure in gold, that's make the it the Superman. And, and Superman looks really good in he gold. Looks good. Yeah. He looks good. He does look good with yep. the red cape and uh, emblem and everything else. Uh, I think it looks great. 
Uh, Batman manga. So this is Batman from Japan done in a very grey and uh, wash with um, sort of darker grey metal looking, um, you know, gloves and boots and things. I'm not super familiar with this, but I know, you know, Japan has their own culture for Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Batman and things. So uh, this is a really cool. It's it's a nice looking Batman. Uh, he's just more noir looking. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, I believe, and, and maybe the experts can correct me on this, but I believe the manga is typically black and white as well. Yes, so course. that's yep. their, their way of doing it without yep. making it true black and white. It's just sort of... Oh, sepia tones is what yeah, I would describe yeah. it as. But he's got a yellow uh, ch- belt and he's got the yellow yeah. emblem on his uh, you know, chest, which is cool. And I believe the box that he comes in will have Japanese text. Oh, that's nice. awesome. So that's really cool. That's good touch. All right. And then we're moving on to the vehicles, which is always exciting to see uh, this smaller line get received. So uh, the Skull Ship, we're getting Brainiac's high-tech spacecraft. And this was another prototype teased for an upcoming... Uh, you know, reveal from Kenner that mm. never quite got to that uh, next wave. So to have this, you know, built into creation by the Todd McVar, uh, you know, is just awesome. So this is all grey with sort of a blue brain uh, looking thing. It's a octopus tentacle, you mm. know, sliding along the floor type machine. And uh, Brainiac sort of stands at the, you know, in the top of the skull head, looking out over the, um, you know, the world as he drives I'm gonna, along. I'm going to Photoshop a picture of Todd kissing that one. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yep. the, yeah. the other really needs cool to happen. Thing. The other, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to see that. The other really cool thing about these vehicles, he doesn't shy away from the action features. Yes. And you yep. push that skull guy along, mm. his tentacles sort of wobble. Yeah. Oh, really? Around. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it's a really nice touch. And he's got some really beautiful kind of clear elements that almost look like force fields that are yes. on the side of the temple. Yeah. With the it's sort of the brain. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah. And we've got the bug, and this is probably the most exciting thing about the Blue Beetle uh, <laughs> part of things. The bug, the Blue Beetle's aerial mobile headquarters, and it is essentially a beetle-looking, you know, uh, vehicle. The wings fold up so you can gain access to the. It looks like there's two chairs inside. Yep. yep. Uh, so you know, Blue Beetle can have maybe what's his name, Gold. Booster Gold gold, uh, with him, you know, once that's released and things. Uh, I think this vehicle is excellent and it's going to promote the sales, uh, I think, of Blue Beetle uh, that much more with the uh, element of a vehicle, you know, for them. Uh, And then we've got, rounding out, we've got an alternate, more modern day version of the uh, Brainiac skull ship uh, with, uh, with a exclusive, more modern version of Brainiac as well. He's still... uh, promoting his pink outfit, mm. but it's more of a uh, cape this time. And then he's wearing all black uh, outfit underneath. But this one is a gold label exclusive, thus McFarlane store exclusive. So you've got a few options to grab the Brainiac ship in different colours and things. And it's just awesome to have this choice, I think, mm. of yeah. uh, you know expanding the DC roster uh, and, and still affordable because we yeah. can pretty much get these for about $25 mm. in Australia. So I imagine the Blue Beetle one would be a little bit more given it fits two figures in it. Like yeah. That would be a slightly higher price point, but it's still I, I'm going to ballpark it and say $50 at worst. Sort of I, thing. I'd like, say you're right. Look, the um, I think, um, I don't know if I was doing it in AUD or USD, but I had a look at the Todd's website mm. And that Brainiac with the figure was around 70 bucks, something right. like that. Okay. Yeah, wow. That may have been 70 Australian, I'm not sure. But typically, these are very inexpensive. Mm. I mean, you, you'd probably be looking at, yeah, $50 
Australian for these yep. sorts of vehicles. Probably, you know, 30, 30 bu- no more than 30 bucks mm. US, I would have thought. Yep. Yeah. No, very cool. Oh, okay, Silver oh, Scotty, you're you're a Silver Hawks Ultimates guy. Do you want to take this one? Yes, I am. So, <laughs> Silver Hawks from uh, from our mates at um, Super Seven. Super Seven, thank you, Ben. Uh, <laughs> Ultimates Wave Five kicks off with a exclusive Super Pack with an alternate Copper Kid Winking Head and Screaming Blaster and removable Screaming Blaster effect. Awesome looking figure here. He comes with his uh, ride-on cycle. It looks like a rocket cycle. Space racer. His space racer, thank you very much, which comes with a a, a lovely acrylic stand, so it's got a nice... When when you display it, it looks like it'll be flying uh, through the air. Uh, The the copper kit himself, he comes with uh, obviously just regular arms, but you've also got those those flight-style arms where the wings are going to be hanging out. He comes with alternative heads, including a mast head as well. Uh, several alternate hands, and he's got firing effects. And, of course, you've got to have your, your pet. You've got to have your bird there mm-hmm. as well. Uh, he's all-inclusive. You've got a flight pose there with, with his bird. And also you can have him sort of just resting wings down in a nice perched position uh, as well. Great-looking uh, package here. Copper Kid, $55. This will be USD prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, Space Racer, $150. Uh, total cost two hundred five USD. I mean, look, you in Copper Kid? You got to be right. He's I the need, last of the main roster. Yeah, I need a Copper Kid. I don't need that space racer. Not for. I mean, look. Let's let's be honest. I mean, think about some of what McFarlane put out in their vehicles. Right, mm-hmm. the the chopper. You know, the skull yep. chopper. Yep. Um, he's put out like a number of sort of smaller Batmobiles, bat cycly mm-hmm. type things. And this is not a large vehicle. Like I'm thinking back to Mandora from Thundercats, mm. and she came. She was like a space bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, but like it cost wise. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't remember, but I I don't think it was anywhere near 150 dollars right, US, right. and it's a significantly bigger vehicle. Mm. So something's happened. I don't know with the cost model for these vehicles. That. I mean, that's like a six-inch long vehicle. It doesn't mm. look much more than that, maybe seven-inch, yeah. and it's very narrow. Um, Something's not quite... It's not adding up, right? How much was the um, that massive Batwing that Todd, that Todd put out? Did. Like, was that something like 300 oh, bucks? Oh, that was, yeah, that was closer to like... It was probably 300 bucks US, I think. So yeah, by the time you got that here... I, but yeah, you're getting value uh, you know what for I mean? money like, with the, the scale of it. Oh, it just seems a bit wrong. Like if you if you line this up against Ramen Racer and mm. all those, you know, the failed Ghost Rider vehicle, put put some uh, GI Joe, you know, like yeah. motorbikes next to it. Yep. One one fifty oh. US. So that's you're talking by the time you add in various shipping and taxes. What's that? Two fifty. Two fifty. Close to three hundred. Yeah, yeah, closer to three hundred Australian. Yeah. So that's. That's a tough sell. I mean, uh, you you're probably bigger thun- um, not Thundercats, Silverhawks person than me. Do you remember this vehicle from the show? Does anyone well, remember this, this from the this, show? This vehicle actually was a prototype, unreleased uh, toy. Right. So it was oh. meant to come out in you know whatever wave they so never featured in the show. I don't know if it featured in the show or not, but it was going it. to be a actual toy. Right. I, I know that much. I mean, Silverhawks has some. Yeah, it's it's a niche property and it's yeah. probably not as well remembered as some of the other big 80s cartoons. But it's got some iconic 
ships, and this is not one of them, yep. right? So you've got, you know, obviously Monstars, Squid Monster. <sighs> the Mirage. Right, beautiful. And well, then you've what got that. What would that cost? That'll be another Kickstarter like funded crowdfunded model if they do the mirage yeah, that they will be it'll be like because that's slayer, a three right? or four person ship well, five yeah. isn't it five right. person ship yeah, yeah. It's five person ship so but what what do we started. also think this is this is the whole of wave five you don't get any other characters well they did that a bit that was mandora was considered wave oh, yeah. four and a half type thing i can't remember what they called it but yeah. it was it was the same as this it was essentially a figure mm. and you could buy the vehicle or not look I don't mind that it's a limited wave. We're getting pretty close to the end of this run. Silverhawks, yeah. Um, well, before they go all um, silverized, you know. Yeah, now that's the other question. <laughs> yeah. This one is not point. Vac Metal. Mm. He's the kind of the painted version. So I guess we can... Well, I know Brian has said they're going to do a Vac Metal version of all five. Mm. So we've still got those three to come. Yeah, look, it's it's cool to see him. I I don't want to lose sight of the fact Copper Kid looks amazing. Yes. The accessories look great. Um, I'll be really keen to get a Copper Kid, but I'll be passing on the space race. Is that Super Pack, which gives you the ultimate winking head, which is so clever because I think of Copper Kid in my head and yep. it's that winking. I think it's even part of the intro um, animation where yes. you see him winking to camera and I'm like... Oh, they put that in the bonus pack, you little buggers. I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, but that pack is only if you get the from car as well. From two oh five yeah, you get the uh extra head and the yep. the gun, the kissy gun. Yeah, look, Frank, you know you probably know this. I mean, I get my ultimates through pop culture because yep. I do the maths <clears> and I, I figure there was a point where it was Line ball or maybe a little bit more from Super 7 Direct mm. with the shipping and I'd be like happy to order from Super 7 because they ship it straight away and it comes yep. direct and it's great. But there was a point where the shipping was like $60, $70 more mm. than getting it locally. That has its own problems because you get them like six months after the Super yep. 7 release. But <laughs> I, I <laughs> felt like I couldn't justify kind of buying it direct to get the pack Versus what the cost differential was with the way shipping prices had gone. Sure. How did? Where are you at with your turtles and sort of going direct or going through an Aussie retailer? The the next because what I think we've got up to wave six in hand right now, but they've announced as we know up to wave eleven. I think if we're talking turtles. Yep. Um. So I've done a bit of a, a a spread. I think I've got waves seven and eight. Um, one through Robo Toys, another one through Pop Culture directly, and then Wave Nine, I think, is through Super Seven directly. Now this has sort of come up because as Trent's mentioned it, I got a shipping notification for Wave Nine just the other day, so I've still got Wave Seven, Eight plus the Turtle Van, which sort of sits in between Eight and Nine. I'm gonna have Wave Nine in hand in in a fortnight, basically. Um, Do you have the Turtle Van on order? You don't have it yet. No, see, this is the thing because that was you get yours that, from? that was through an Australian distributor. Right. That was through Robo Toys, and and those ah. the, the times just keep getting pushed out and pushed out. And so, what to your point, I justify it and I go, it really irks me when I can see these these. And I get you, your big YouTubers, your your Pixel Dan's, your your Toy Bros, and I, yeah, they're going to get it earlier than everyone else. But everyone else is sort of everyone I know has got that who ordered it direct from Super Seven, and, and even people in Australia. And I sit there and go. I don't have it. I still don't have a, a even a, a rough ETA as to when I'm going to get. And I have faith, you know, Robotoys hasn't done me wrong personally, that this stuff will come. 
but far out that that weight kills me and that might be 50 bucks 60 70 bucks i'm okay with that yeah, because yeah, it's, it's just go i want it you know call it my little itch of getting things in sequence and and getting them in the order that they're produced kind of upsets me when that doesn't happen um so yeah but i i did that deliberately you from there and you from pop culture just to sort of see what that experience is like and and pop culture to be fair I haven't even fully paid. I put down a deposit, which I think is like a third of the price. And I emailed them saying, hey, I've got the money to pay for the rest of whatever it is, Wave 8, I think I got from them. They're like, oh, no, no, we'll just, we'll let you know when it comes in. I'm like, yeah, but I've got the money now. Yeah, like, who's to say I've got it in six months' yeah, time yeah, when you wanna... send me an invoice sort of thing? Yeah. So All those cosmic legions are uh, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> The money will disappear. Yeah, like, yeah. take the win while you can, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. So, to be to answer your question, I'm going Super 7 Direct from now on. The issue is, is that they go, here it is. It's been announced. You've got a month to put yeah. it in, so I need to keep the money there just in case they announce something. Gotcha. Really. So, okay. I don't know about you guys, but I, this has me excited. This is, of course, <laughs> comic book versions reveals for new generation Transformers figures. So this is all in the hype for the 40th year anniversary of the Transformers toy line and such. And uh, debuting, we have Shockwave and Grimlock. Now, you might ask, what is different about these characters aside from their colour scheme? So Grimlock is sort of got a yellow chest, blue head, red undies and things. He looks and that, cool. He, yeah. he looks amazing. This is exactly what he looked like in the Marvel comics. Yep. But I am particularly in love with Shockwave oh, yeah. because he's got that uh, sort of uh, silhouette, uh, you know, like shadowing on his yep. uh, you know, chest and things like that. They're just absolutely fantastic. They come in these beautiful boxes that depict uh, front covers from the original Marvel comics. So Shockwave has got number five and it's course it, you know, Transformers, the Marvel mm. comics was only meant to be a four issue run. It yep. said that, you know, in issues one, two and three, four, and then it got to number five and they're like, we're going to keep going. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, so Shockwave's written, we are, you know, all are dead and it's extremely famous comic book cover. Yeah. And to tie off the bit, I think they got up to like 72 issues or something. Mm. And it's like issue 72 of a four issue run. <laughs> I, I just, I just love that. And of course, then you've got on the flip side, uh, Grimlock comes in the number eight issue. And that was, of course, uh, representing the Dinobots. And of course, you've got uh, Grimlock and some of the Dinobots on the front cover or on the box cover. And uh, so these are just absolutely phenomenal. And um, they're due to hit shelves in the US summer 2024. So probably around J- July, I'd say, uh, around in Australia. Shockwave is $40 USD because he's a little bit smaller. And Grimlock is the $60 USD. And um, if we scroll across, uh, these guys obviously transform and things. Uh, a bit of liberties with using a space age gun. So Shockwave is this sort of upside down space, you know, craft and things. Mm. But if you squint your eyes and turn him upside down, you can clearly see there's a blaster there to be yeah. yep. held in one's hand. And uh, famously in the comic books, they wanted to separate Megatron and Optimus away from the star of, you know, storyline of the Mm. comic book series. So they, you know, depict Optimus Prime as a head, decapitated on this energy platform thing as Shockwave is speaking to him and, you know, has him captivated Mm. just like it was in the comic books. And Grimlock, obviously, he transformed into his famous T-Rex mode and he even sports his uh, crown and things. He's got not uh, not one but two, uh, you know, swords and things, uh, 
two of them can be attached to each other and he's got his regular sword and then he's got his very toy accurate looking blaster as well uh these are just absolutely fantastic toys and i think even if you've you know you're a completist and you've got most of the toy line and things these will stand out Mm. as something different uh something almost in the custom-esque market uh, colors look a little bit custom i I just remember that I mean, that cover you talk about, Transformers are all dead. Yes, Amazing. Yeah, yep. But I also remember that thing when Grimlock, because Grimlock has a crown because he yes. basically just goes, nah, stuff you, Optimus. I'm the leader. Mm. And that was a big controversial moment. I actually remember in the schoolyard discussing that with yeah. people. We're just going, Grimlock's not the boss. Optimus Prime's the boss. What's going on here? Like, is is a pretty famous moment. And so to have that crown in the bright, comic-accurate poppy colours, that's, um, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and it's of course detachable, so you can have it on or off. Mm. And uh, I just think these are great. These are going to do really well, and I'm super excited to see what else they do in this yeah. 40th anniversary, uh, you know, line. Like I'm hoping for my boy uh, Soundwave, who's mm. sort of this red, like brownish purple looking color scheme. Like okay. he's really um, a, a unique color. Uh, some of them, you know, once you look back on some of those earlier Marvel comics, there's some wacky collars. Yep. Whether they had the toys even concepted and locked in, I yeah. don't know. But uh, there's some, you know, really embellishment designs in these uh, those comics. And they're um, very iconic for the great storyline, very fast-paced as well. Uh, so, yeah, highly recommend. Uh, check them out. There's plenty of trade paperbacks you can mm. pick up of those original Stories. So. Marvel Comics. Mm. Was that the one where it was Megatron and Ratchet that sort yep. of fused yep, combined? Yeah, oh, I'd love yep. to see a figure of that. Yeah, that and plenty of sick. customs and things. But yeah, ne- I don't think there's any ever been anything official. Mm. And that's very uh, like they're melted together. It's gross, they're like, is it? Oh, help yeah. Me <laughs> um, yeah. So who knows what's going to come? But watch this space because knowing Hasbro, they're going to milk the hell out of forty you know, anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Hey, still on Transformers. We um, this is a, another Haslab from Transformers. Um, this is part of the Transformers Legacy line, but as a homage to the Robots in Disguise, circa two thousand and one. Anyone who remembers the R.I.D. line from back then remembers that the pinnacle of the line was probably Omega Prime. Uh, basically, Omega Prime is a combination of two leader class figures in Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus. Um, so this is a, a modern redo of that toy. I think I've got him up on my shelf there somewhere. No, I don't. Um, but I remember the toy really, really well. Um, Optimus Prime has uh, a super mode and a regular mode. It's that thing where he can sort of detach from the... Well, not the trailer. He was a red fire truck in this series. Um one of the interesting things they've done with this is the he came with his crazy two-handed uh, blaster barrel thing. That's now its own character. It's got a transformation. That wasn't something that was in the original toy. Um, it's only been up a week, needed 10,000 backers to get the green light, and it's already funded. So yeah, we talk a lot on this show about Haslabs and, and what gets funded and what doesn't. Transformers are four from four by my mm, count. So, well. yeah, they're yep. doing doing something right. Coming in at about $250 USD, which according to the pop culture website translates to $750 USD, uh, Australian, sorry. I don't know how that maths works. I think somebody did the maths and said, do you know what? It's actually cheaper for you to buy in New Zealand with the, the currency rates and import it to Australia and it'll cost you less than that. You heard it here first, wow. folks. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, not pop culture, sorry, Zing. I do apologize. Oh, Zing, 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 yeah. Who okay. typically get all this stuff in, and you go, hmm, there's something not right there with the maths. Anyway, 
Um, this is a very cool toy in terms of the the size. You're basically getting two leader class figures for um, this price. So that's Optimus Prime in his super mode on the left there, and then it's him in his regular mode. Essentially, he's a long red fire truck that sort of splits into two, and he can be a regular mode that looks very akin to the Optimus we're used to. Apparently, just the other day there was some figures, uh, figures, some shots released of the actual prototype these are all renders of course but uh the, the original toy famously had um chrome on the front of his chest and they're actually doing that with this one oh, as well. nice and i was like that that's really really yeah. cool um so yeah so prime is a big red fire truck magnus is i guess a sort of modern take on his um you know trailer and and the, the white cab sort of thing and then they combine together into this super like 13 inch robot thing um, tears, of course, is always an interesting thing when it comes to these Haslabs. We get 13,000 backers needed to get the Matrix Blade, which is very similar to the one that came with, uh, uh, what do they call him, Brave Maximus from RIDs, the, basically yep. the repaint of Fortress Maximus that came with the, the large, basically massive sword. Saber. Yep. Um, so th that's at 13,000. I think it's just ticked over 10,000 backers, so we're not there yet for... Um, tier or bonus tier one and then 16,000 these are what's called space bridge display stands apparently you can combine the two together to form a bit of a bridge but the they have uprights that basically allow you to support what is a pretty heavy figure that may has got a, a giant backpack and wings um, there's every possibility he may topple over so yeah that that design uh, once he's all combined the omega supreme uh, the uh, embossed logo looks like it's uh, chrome on that yes. on that picture. Yeah, it looks it's like a very a gold metallic. Autobot logo in yeah. the middle there. Looks really cool. Mm. Uh, I I like the uh, Optimus Prime version. I think uh, Ultra Magnus is a little bit blocky. Yeah, the, the, some of the critique has been that. Um, it's I think it's that he doesn't have shoulders in robot yeah. mode. He's just got this head that sort of sticks out of nowhere with these massive gull wings that sit too far he away. He certainly hasn't missed leg day. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the little um, blue bolt. He's mm. really cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Two yeah. guns instead of hands. Yep. How cool is that? Yeah, so that's new. He turns into, if we go to this uh, shot yep. here with Magnus, he sits on the top there. And in the original toy, that was like a big, you needed to have him in ultra mode or combined mode to hold both hands and there was firing missiles in the middle of those Gatling guns. So I think it's cool that they've turned him into a his own little I say mini bot. He's still, you know, five inches tall, this figure. So um yeah, I, I think when it first came out the community was a bit like, oh gee, I don't know. Like it's it's similar enough to the original toy where people go, Why do I want that if I've got the OG? Yeah. But, you know, people have spoken with their wallets and it's already been funded within a week. Um, it's every chance to go all the way and unlock that that crazy, crazy Matrix Blade sword, which yeah. looks awesome. Mm. Oh, very cool. Cool. Well done. All right. What's up next? Do you want to hit a button, see what we get? Well, I just randomly hit yeah, a button. Yeah, hit a button. <laughs> see what we want to do next. Let's see this one. Whoa, Whoa, dude. Nice score. Now, Ben, you're a patient man when it comes yep. to hunting uh, collectible memorabilia. Yeah, mm. yeah. So... I've got a bit of a story. So yeah, as I uh, announced at last uh, recording, I've been um, I bought a trade paper, not, not a trade paper, it's sort of an art book of the Transformers mm. that I saw um, uh, uh, King Kaiju Collectibles had. He showed it to me about um, a year ago, I'd say, 
And I'm like, I've got to have that. And it is, of course, all the uh, artwork from the packaging of the G1 Transformers. And it's absolutely phenomenal. It goes through the whole USA line from everything from Optimus Prime right through to Action Masters, Pretenders, you name it. But then it continues on through the Japanese line. Like when oh, G1 sick. finished in USA, Japan kept going. You know, that's where the train bots and things came, yeah. comes from. That's where... Uh, Oh, I'm just, I can't even remember some of their names and things, but they, the Japanese line went for another four years or something. So there's a whole portion of the book dedicated to that artwork. And I couldn't even tell you even one-tenth of their names because <laughs> I, I don't, I've never seen some of their those characters before. But to look at that artwork, it's like, damn, these are cool. Mm. And then it continues on again into Generation 2. Right, so you get all those wow. fluorescent uh, neon colours, the yellows, the oranges, the greens, you know, yep. and shows all those box art and stuff. So it's an extremely comprehensive book, shows uh, all those, you know, beautiful renders and things. They talk at length how they were able to, when they decided to to do this book, they um, went to Hasbro and said, hey, we want to do this book. What can you supply us art-wise? And they got about 40% of the um, lines artwork mm. from Hasbro. And then that meant, oh, now we've got to go find Get fans, find archives, find whatever. And that took years, they reckon. That, that was so hard. They tried to, some of them were just near impossible to find. Like they almost gave up. They had beautiful representations of pristine uh boxes you know mint in package and they tried to scan the package art but it was just too small mm. they needed these blown up versions of the original art so they um they reckon that i think uh, they're about five five or ten percent away from the whole line from generation one japanese wow. g2 everything so, but huge me you know with my transformer knowledge i don't miss anything like yeah. there i couldn't tell you any character and i think it's through that japanese line some right. of the g2 that's yep. probably missing but they've got the whole span of the uh you know usa uh you know rendition in there it is gorgeous it's mm. over 300 pages not much words it's just all art you know you yeah. might some some of the mini bots get about five or six to a page and then optimus prime page to himself megatron yep. page to himself yep. you know um all the combiners and things page themselves so that that's just phenomenal um a really really cool book and uh, as i said i got it for a hundred dollars as opposed to it goes Ooh. in excess to, of two hundred dollars nice. uh, on online so 2014 yeah. first published yep. so it is getting a bit old yep um, so you've done well to find a uh, yeah. an affordable version. Yeah, and it's just fantastic condition and uh, was able to source it locally in Australia as well. Mm. So didn't have to wait months for you know to arrive and all that. So no, it was really good. That's probably my prize thing. Also, during the week, I, um, someone online posted some uh, lights that he got, you know, for his Detolf that mm. are no longer you know being made anymore. And I'm like, oh, yeah. they're cool. And he's like, $20, puck lights from Bunnings. So I went and got some puck lights from Bunnings and I finally lit up my Sectors mm. uh, cabinet, which has been forever in darkness. So, um, yeah, if you're local in Australia, go and check out Bunnings. $20 puck lights cannot go wrong. They so that are amazing. puck light is like a hockey puck? Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yep. So you... What is it? Battery operated? No, nope, no, I don't. I hate battery operated yep. ones because you're then forever changing the batteries, yes. or you've got the option take the batteries out and uh, you know do that. Oh, um, but so I I always go for the ones that uh, plug in, right? And uh, twenty dollars you get um, meter long cords on them and things, and then uh, you get a two meter cord from the. Oh, yeah, um, that's the way to do it. The 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am a bit torn, like, because Callum uh, wanted some gaming lights for his gaming setup. So mm. I, I went to you know, a store and bought some strip lighting. I think it was a couple of meters worth of strip yep. lighting. And that plugs into a PowerPoint. Yeah. Previously, I and so that that's easy, right? Like I've got one one thing goes for two meters and it's powered, right? Don't have to worry about it. But he wanted his Pokemon display lit up, and that sits in a cupboard. There was no way mm. to really get cables to, so I put in. I had to get battery operated ones. Now that came with the option of you can connect either a battery pack to it or a mains socket. Mm. Now I look at I'm redoing my toy room as we speak, and I'm mm. doing it a lot of the shelving and I've realized now with the way I've configured it, there's a lot of darkness, right? So I want to light it. Now, if I were to put puck lights, you know, I mm. need probably over a hundred puck lights. I just don't have the room for a hundred yep. PowerPoints. Well, where do you yep. get to with the PowerPoint to lighting ratio? Uh, I've In my do room you, Do now, you just have a limit of like, or do you just have, do you have like I've got 50, about, 50 of these PowerPoints? Yeah, I've, got, I've got a lot of, points you have to go and turn them on and i'll admit that's not you know great so mm. i think the way to go is uh um, strip you know like yep. uh, the strips uh that's the way to go because then you can get five meter strips and just curl it around whatever shelves you want and have only yep. one power board um but you you know in in turn you pay for that like mm. you you pay 60 70 dollars for a five meter strip whereas yep. all i need is you know, I only needed two puck lights, yeah. but it came with four. I'm like, I'm going to use all of them. The other ones I've seen are ones that are, they they look like strip lights, but they are motion activated. So yep. basically they have a little battery thing that sits on the end. So you can take that off to plug it into USB to charge it, but then it sits in there. And then basically in the case of Callum's cupboard, you open the cupboard, yep. detects movement and the light comes on. So it's not a, a manual switch like you're talking about, but I think for your toy room, you don't want to be waving at every shelf as you go past in order no. to light it up. Like there are some stuff you can get from not even Bunnings, but like your AliExpress type stuff. I looked into this, but never sort of really pulled the trigger on much. And you can basically get these strips where you, you can cut it to size. Yes. There's certain points where you can cut it and go, I need it there. And then you can also then get joiners so you can get the exact length you need. But at the end of the day, it is all like plug-in stuff. It's got to go, yeah. you know, get a power source from from somewhere. Yeah, and and what I was looking at as an option because of the way now the um, aisle that I put into my toy room kind of plays with the light, I figure something like what you've got here, Frank, where you've almost got like spotlights that you can direct, direct yep. around. I think that would be That'd good work. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I sort of shudder to think at all the cabling I'd need to do to kind of light it up properly. It's, anyway, it's an mm. issue. Um, once, once you light up one area of the toilet, oh, yeah, yeah. you can Can't go stop. stupid. Like you, can, <laughs> you could light it up so that you always need to wear sunglasses in your room. Like it, it really is. As soon as you light one area up, it's like, damn, now yeah, everything it, else it, it highlights crap. a bit. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is quite addictive. And I've, I've, Done the areas now that I think are the worst, but mm, you yep. could go to mental. You could just, yep. yeah. So, but anyway, a little pet project of mine and yeah, it worked absolutely. out really, really well. What's so. the point in having all these cool toys if they sit in darkness yep. and yeah. you, can't, you yeah. can't see them? Correct. Right. Yep. Mm. Scotty, any uh, any purchases on your sorry, side? Um, oh. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little just bit quiet because I'm researching puck lights that are connectable <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> so rather than 25 things to plug in, yep. you can just do a chain of yeah. them. Yes. I'm going to research that because right. I'd like to do some additional lighting for my room Ooh. as well. 
Uh, latest scores. I'm just going to read something from the cover of a, of a comic book that I acquired yesterday. Oh, here we go. It says, <laughs> if this be doomsday. Now, that is the pending warning on the front of this comic book that I acquired because it heralds the announcement, the arrival of Galactus. Nice. Are you saying Galactus' first appearance? Is that what you're telling me? I'm saying this is the first full appearance of Galactus in a comic book. Fantastic Four. 49. Wow. What year? This would be... So, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> actually, 66. 66. It actually came wow. out wow. January 11th, 66. Nice. Uh, everyone's heard of the Holy Trinity. Okay. In comic book collecting, Fantastic Four 48, 49, and 50 are considered the Holy Trinity. This is where we first get the appearance of the Silver Surfer for the first time, Yep. Galactus for the first time, and then... The end of the three-piece story arc being episode 50, those three issues there are highly sought after, uh, very expensive, I, I will say that. <laughs> um, but that's, Brett always said to me, when I embarked on collecting Fantastic Four, you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to buy these comic books to complete your collection, and your wallet needs to be ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yesterday I, I got tagged uh, by Brett, and he's like, here it is. Here's, here's number 49. Mm. And I had a look and it's like, okay, that's a reasonable price for this book. It's not a high grade. It is a low grade, but that does not bother me. I'm looking for ownership. Yeah, mm. I can upgrade it later on if I want to, but I just want to own the book itself to get started. A purchaser that I had purchased from previously, so I reached out and sort of said, mate, throw me a couple of photographs so I can see sort of the inside quality of the pictures, the spine, and the back of the book. And he gratefully does that for me. It all looks good. It's intact. The cover hasn't attached. Uh, all the pages are there. Nothing's been cut or removed from the magazine. So it's a winner for me. And I was okay with the price. Without question, he's just gone, you know what? You've dealt with me in the past. R repeat seller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll sell it to you for this price. Nice. Post oh, yeah. Wow. Love it. Love and it. And I've just gone, oh, i got to do it. Let's yep. just yeah. do it. Let's jump in and we'll make that purchase. Um, as I sort of intimated, these are the not cheap books. Mm. Uh, and, and I sort of set myself a budget to get all three of them away back. Um I'm going to say it's $1,700. But mm. for all three of them, that's what yep. I was prepared to pay. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, this is the the price I got this one here for. Leaves me a lot of wiggle room for the other two. Okay. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Well, that's good. Excellent. Knock one off and then yeah. give yourself a good opportunity yep. to pick up the other yep. two. And, and within Australia? Yes. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Oh, that makes that, that's yes. always uh, more yep. enticing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I imagine if you're buying that from overseas, you want it shipped in a box the size of a tourneyer to make sure it doesn't get doesn't get mangled by mm. our friends at Australia. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So that that sort of came out of nowhere yesterday, cool. but wow, well done. Box Good job. Congrats. Beautiful. How many to go all up? So you got still obviously two out of three of the Trinity. Yes. But mm. more broadly, out of Fantastic Four, I, I would Four? have. 90% of volume one at this stage. Which runs for... 414 Woo! issues. Yes. Uh, so the, the later stuff is always pretty easy to pick up and yep. you can just randomly find it anywhere, bookshops, toy fairs mm. and, and the likes. Uh, the, the concentration before the film comes out right yeah. now is to get all those hard, yeah, hard to collect issues. ones, the early issues, anything 
pre-100? Yep. Or is sort of a, a minor key or a major key? Mm. That's the concentration right sure. now. That's what I want to get. Because the movie comes out, interest spikes, yep. prices well, spike. That's yep. it. That's it. Thoughts on uh, Pedro Pascal? I believe that's more or less been confirmed. We've had this discussion. <laughs> I know, but it was speculation right, at the time. So I, I believe it's been locked away. Yeah, it has been locked away. Yeah, had they confirmed I, the cast? Well, that's what I, I haven't seen anything from Marvel themselves, but a lot of sources are saying, yes, Pedro is your new. You want me to go Mr. there? Fantastic. You do. You want yeah, me to go Yeah, go on. I want to hear it okay, on here, okay. mate. It, my thought is the Fantastic Four movies are the next Avengers. Okay. This is what Marvel are banking on to get them through the next 10 years of quality films and storytelling. So if you're going to cast this this first movie, the actors need to be of an age where you're going to get 10 to 12 years out of them and they're still going to look bloody good at the end of this run. Yeah. So they've got to be of an age at the moment. I'm saying 30, maximum 35 years of age. Pedro's a great guy. He is not looking like he's 30, 35 years old. Yep. He's... I don't know his actual age, but he's, he's like 45, 50, 50 he's, yeah. years old. 50, 50 plus, 50, yeah. So um, in, in my head, by the time we get to the end of his this monstrous story arc of of films over 10 or 12 years old... He won't need the costume department to grey his head. It'll just happen naturally, he right? He's going to be doing the Harrison Ford limp shuffle across <laughs> the, you know, to, to get through the movies. And I just... <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a coup to get him as an actor into the into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but there are better actors of the right age mm. to jump in and take this role. I've heard people say he should be Doctor Doom, and I would support that. I could see him chewing scenery a bit like he did with was it Max Powers in uh, Wonder Woman. Yep, you give him you know the scope to be a villain, and he might only be in it for one movie. Maybe he comes back in you know sort of towards the end of I phase twenty five. I think Doctor Doom, if you're going to introduce, he needs to be like reoccurring a villain. I think yeah, he's but, big enough. To... But a bit like Thanos, you know, he might sort of pop up yep. here and there, yeah, but then okay. he's got a big sort of end piece in, yep. in six movies' time or whatever it is. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But... That's a great, great choice. I like Killian Murphy as as a Doctor Doom, mm. uh, even like a, a Mads Mikkelsen yes. or one of the Sarsgaard sort of yep. looking guys. The European look in the face. That's what I yeah. want in Doctor Doom. Good call. And sort of that, that menacing undertone in just... You know, if he's got the basic bitch look on his face, it's still menacing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair call. I think that's probably a lot of... I think it's... Marvel want him. Disney yeah. want him, you know, in the universe. And it's just finding that tentpole role for him. I think, hopefully, you know, he's fit. He looks after himself. And we don't know... You know, we don't notice that he's 60 in the last one because of how, you know... Yeah, because makeup. Ha- Makeup and, you know, these actors, they've got time to kind of look after their bodies yeah. and so yeah. forth. This is how I waste my time. So if Pedro was actually cast in there, how do we explain why he looks so old comparative to the young uh, heroes that we've got at the moment? Yeah. The Fantastic Four have been around for a long time. They were around, let's say they were around in the 70s and the 80s, okay? Yep. And they've disappeared. They've gone... Yep. Time uh, travel. Gone to space. Time travel yep. or they've been lost in space somewhere. Pocket universes. There's heaps of explanations. And they return to Earth and they're an aged team. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That would help explain yep. sort of that, uh, that weathered, aged, well, wise see, look the, on his face. Then the concern is you sit there and go, his wife should also appropriately look aged, right? And, and my concern is that with someone like Pedro, they're going to cast a, a hot blonde whatever as your Sue Storm because... 
that's what people expect in air quotes for yep. your sort of Sue Storm yep. character. And then you just sit there and go, look, Pedro's an attractive guy, but uh, he's punching above his weight here. Like that's that. Whereas you're, you're Johnny Storm and your your thing, there's going to be a fair bit of CG involved with those guys. They can be old, young, doesn't really matter. Actually, the one I have heard, and again, not confirmed, but for um, Johnny Storm, and I forget the actual actor's name, but he was um, Eddie in Stranger Things. Do you ever see Stranger Things? Oh, yes, Eddie? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. He's been... Number one, essentially. No, no. Um, the, the oh, young, Eddie. The, the young guy with the... The surfer who, guy. The rock, the, one, the rock and roll. The, the rock Metallica. and roll. Yeah, yeah, Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the character's yeah. name? Eddie? Eddie, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm okay. like, I'm down for that. He's you talk about your age bracket. Yep. He's got a bit of, bit of pizzazz about him, but um, yeah, interesting. We'll see. Okay. See what happens. Got. I got to stop looking at it that they're going to be straight off the comic book page. So, oh, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. You make that separation, and hell, you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah. Yep. Nah. Good Absolutely. way to approach it. Mm. Frank. Um, look, I have zero latest scores to talk about. I'm still financially recovering from that um, uh, Shogun uh, Triceraton that I, I purchased. I've even been joking with um, uh, Adam, who I purchased him off. He goes, yeah, yeah, no more turtles for you for a month. Hey, I was like, yeah, a month and then some. Yeah. So we are, we are headed to also going to New Zealand, my family and I, in March. So there's a bit of... Uh, not that I'm expecting to find much in way of toys o- over there in terms of some of the places we're staying and stuff, but I'm just sort of just biding my time letting the funds recoup. So nothing nothing terribly exciting to talk about. No. Um, for me and Scotty, um, we finally got a six-pack of oh, retro-style yes. Return of the Jedi figures by Hasbro in that Kenner-style packaging. Mm. Very cool because it comes with some core characters. It's got Wicked. It's got the Gamorrean Guard. It's got the Imperial Guard. But it also comes with a Mon Mothma. Yes. First time ever in the vintage cool. style. Very, very cool to get. Um, it was not a cheap set to get. It wasn't available here in Australia. So I'll be keeping my Mon Mothma on card. <laughs> but it sort of pains me because I've just set up my vintage uh, Kenner line. And they're all and loose. They're all, well, I've got versions of pretty much all of them loose. And they look amazing all together. And so Mon Mothma and also the Tarkin yeah. that they did with the board game. Yeah. I've only got one of him as well. Yeah. So... It's missing a few bits on the loose display, but it's really cool because I sort of originally when I set them up, I'd sort of put them by, you know, here are Star Wars, here's Empire, here's Jedi, and here's all the new stuff from the TV shows. And um, now when I was moving them, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to put them where they lie. Just And so they're all mixed up together. Mm. So, you know, it looks really cool now having all the, the scope of the new uh, retro stuff as well. The other bit of news we didn't touch on, but it was probably in the last two weeks, was retros are hitting Phantom Menace um, and Episode 2. So I think there's another six-pack that's coming. It's like, you know, um, Anakin, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Queen Queen Amidala. Mm -hmm. So, and then they're going, I think, into, you know, Episode 2 and that sort of stuff as well. So that's kind of cool to get retros yeah. for the pre- prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty excited by I'm I'm just loving retro toys at the moment. Mm. I think they're they're very toy-esque, right? Yep. They're not they're not these highly photographed real things. They're not yeah, highly yeah. articulated. Mm-hmm. They're just like the toys. They're yeah. five points of articulation. And there's just that reconnecting to kind of that nostalgia. They're charming, aren't they? They're charming. Yeah, there's a charm. Yeah. They're a magic. Yeah. yeah. 
it, it's really interesting. I've got a, a mate at work who sits at the desk around. He's got a few um, bits of memorabilia on his desk. My desk at work's, you know, got all the action figures. It's yeah. <laughs> So we often chat. And anyway, he's like, oh, I've just finished my subject. I've just set the exam and I'm just going to go out and treat myself. I really want a black chrysanthemum from Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, the, you know, don't the, be careful because there's a really bad Hasbro <laughs> Black Series version, version yep. and then there's the proper one. I was in um, Mad Zombie and I he's kind of sold out everywhere. You kind of have to go online to get him, but Mad Zombie had a couple. So I said, here he is, 65 bucks, good mm-hmm. price, go down and get him. He got him, we opened him up together, he's <laughs> sort of fiddling around. Like, it, it's amazing. And then on my desk, I've got like the retro black chrysanthemum. <laughs> and like, they're just two totally different things. Yep. But, you know, there he was just going, oh man, I love this figure. It's just mm. got detail. It's got all this stuff. looks just like him. And I'm sort of sitting there going, oh man, I love this retro. It, <laughs> it looks kind of like a brown turd, but it just <laughs> captures that, that nostalgia. You know, different of, people love different things. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Um, so anyway, nice. really, really good. All right. Any shout outs before we wrap? Uh the uh what's it called? Ooh, Dave's Dave's, yeah. Uh, yes. Cinema thing. Um if you're in Adelaide and you've got the chance to uh catch a movie, uh check out the um what's it called? Um, Re- rewinds. Yeah, yeah, Radical Rewind. So the Cinema Club presents and this is on Friday, March the eighth, twenty twenty four. And the first movie is of course Batman eighty nine. Mm. So this is going to be absolutely phenomenal. The first time, I don't know about you boys, but first time I'm seeing it in the cinema. So yep. I'm really hyped about that. $10 tickets. Great. So absolutely, completely affordable. Go online, book your tickets now to avoid disappointment. And there's a whole slew of backers with prizes from the sponsors. So Adelaide Comics and Toy, we're part of that. Uh, King Kaiju, uh, Vicious Video, Dave's Video Graveyard, Collect the World, uh, Green uh, Gamma Ray Comics and the Burlesque uh, Studios as well. So um, something for everybody. I think they're going to have a little market out the front and things. Beautiful. Uh, cool. uh, it's going to be uh, really cool. He hopes to make it like a monthly or something event. Mm-hmm. So there, and he's already got suggestions, movie suggestions and things. Aiming for you know family friendly, but yeah. also some of them a bit, a little bit risque and things like that. Uh, but I think absolute perfect choice to kick it all off yep. with yep. Batman eighty nine. Oh yeah. So check out Radical Rewind. Uh, we'll all be there, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, plus many other key faces of the Adelaide community. So cannot wait. Absolutely. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power. And to all our patrons, thank you so much for your ongoing support and chatter on the Discord. Stay safe, take care of one another, and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.